Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, where each week, Dr. Frank Domino, along with his guests, translates today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. Now, broadcasting from the University of Massachusetts Medical School in Worcester, Mass., your host, Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health, and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult series. John is a 32-year-old male in your practice who has been uh, smoking since the age of 14. He recently learned that his mother has been diagnosed with lung cancer, and unlike in past visits when you've discussed smoking cessation, he seems ready to quit. He's had multiple attempts in the past, but has been unsuccessful. He's in the action phase of change and asks about using e-cigarettes as a form of nicotine replacement therapy. Joining me today is Kenneth Peterson. He's a family nurse practitioner and assistant professor at the University of Massachusetts Medical School Graduate School of Nursing, family nurse practitioner. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thank you. It's very interesting to think about e-cigarettes and smoking cessation. What does the medical literature tell us about using uh, e-cigarettes as a form of nicotine replacement therapy? Well, it's a bit challenging when you look at the literature. Um, we, I think, in the past few years have stepped into this place of a bit of controversy, um, trying to figure out how to digest the evolving literature. There's um, been some um, regulation and, and poli policy um, discussions around e-cigarettes as well, and so that complicates matters. Um, e-cigarettes moved into a regulatory phase in about 2014 through the FDA, but believe it or not, e-cigarettes still are currently um, not uh, a recommended uh, treatment modality for smoking cessation. Wow. Um, is there any uh, evidence to show that e-cigarettes are efficacious in helping patients quit smoking? There is. There, um, we're starting to see um, literature um, identified internationally, actually, and some of the reviews of the literature are looking at the literature across the globe. There, there's research that shows that there's potential for using e-cigarettes to reduce toxicity. There's also literature that um, shows that um, the opposite, that it may have toxic effects and that it may end up being a gateway um, drug, uh, a gateway to using more nicotine in the future, essentially. And wow. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. Well, you, you brought us this paper on e-cigarette use and changes in population smoking cessation. Can you tell us a little bit about what it had to say? Sure. This um, study is uh, essentially a population-based study, um, uh, a nice study where they looked at a large cohort of patients um, using data from the current population survey um, tobacco use supplement, um, a United States study, and they uh, grouped together um, several cohorts over a period of five years, or they looked at a period of five years with the data. And um, interestingly, they identified in looking at the 2014 to 2015 cohort um, with against the 2010-2011 cohort that there was a percentage of 
a higher percentage of users versus non-users who were more likely to quit who had been using uh, e-cigarettes most recently and who had used their e-cigarettes at some point, and also that there was a higher percentage of users versus non-users who were more likely um, to succeed in um, quitting smoking um, who had had experience with e-cigarettes either either in the past or, or currently. So this sounds like a large observational study that followed smoking cessation rates and uh, e-cigarette use was one of the things that was tracked. It sounds like it was beneficial. Nonetheless, what are the pros and cons of using e-cigarettes? There's a sense that we can reduce the toxic effects of nicotine by using e-cigarettes. Um, that the potential for harm reduction um, is greater, and so that this would be a potential modality. Um, that there is evidence in some studies, this one in particular, that it has a benefit in terms of smoking cessation. Um, and also that it would, is considered safer in terms of public use. Public use meaning it, there's a lower chance it's going to cause some of the morbidity and mortality associated with regular cigarette smoking? Right, and then secondary smoking, um, you know, the other effects from passive smoking. I guess you, you think of images of people when folks used to smoke on airplanes versus, you know, now, you know, there's a potential to use these types of devices on, on airlines. Um, would be kind of interesting. It, it, it certainly would. Yeah. The, the world is evolving with that regard. So when you're trying to help someone who's decided they might be interested in smoking, um, where do e-cigarettes fit into your, into your toolkit? Mm. I think that's the challenge. When we look at this study, the, the key finding essentially or the key conclusion um, that came about is that this is really the first study um, even over studies on other modalities for smoking cessation that showed a statistically significant finding in terms of um, a 1% increase of, of getting folks to quit smoking in, the, in comparing the data from 2014, 15 to 20, uh, 2010, 2011. Um, so that's, that's really... If you, if you think about it, it's, it's a 1% change, but it's about 350,000 people um, who quit smoking over a period of time. So there's potential for e-cigarette use, I think. But the challenge for us is that it's not one of the recommended treatments. Um, if you look at um, the NIDA website and look at the recent recommendations from the FDA, they don't include it as um, a current treatment modality. And so I think as providers, that's where we get into this, this challenge of, you know, do we have off-label use? Um, is it something that we recommend to our patients now having data such as this study um, that shows the potential and also looking at some of the other literature that shows the potential? Um, it's tough, I think. Um, we have to consider all aspects of the research um, and then ultimately um, work with our patients to mutually decide on what the best um, treatment modality might be and sort of that patient-centered approach um, and also using the 5A's approach or the ABC approach or those types of things that we know are, um, are supported in the literature um, in having and a significant impact on getting patients to quit smoking or move in that direction. So what I hear you saying is that um, while 
the FDA and other organizations have not approved of e-cigarettes as a, a, a official form of nicotine replacement therapy, there is some literature that supports it improves smoking cessation attempts and cessation. And um, using a patient-centered approach, it might be something we should consider uh, more positively. Uh, yes, definitely. And, and I think thinking about this from an observational study that has a significant impact in terms of populations and population health, um, we as care providers, I think, need to step out of our box or step out of the, the exam room, essentially, and think about the ways that we could make some changes in terms of policy or, or impact the population a bit differently. Um, you know, moving this data forward at conferences and helping um, each other understand so that ultimately, in the end, we do, um, if we have enough research supporting it, make a recommendation that this becomes um, a treatment modality for smoking cessation. Um, any thoughts about young adult use of e-cigarettes? Well, that's been the main controversy, and I think we've even talked about this in, in the podcast in the past, is um, we have, I think, this fear of adolescents and, and the adolescent risk behavior, teens, young adults taking on this new technology and then abusing it or overusing it and then ending up with um, more challenges than what we started with. Um, but I, I guess we have to look at look at it all and think about what the ultimate impact of smoking nicotine and any of the toxic um, entities that are in tobacco products, what that does to the body, and think about it in terms of risk benefit and how we could potentially, you know, help this person over time and improve their health over time or reduce their risk for for the more lethal outcomes of, of, of what we know of smoking. Well, Ken, thank you very much for bringing this paper forward and, and, and uh, helping us move a little bit further down the road. We don't have the definitive answer about using e-cigarettes as a form of smoking cessation nicotine replacement therapy, but it sounds like we're getting closer. Um, I think, uh, as, you, as you pointed out, taking a patient-centered approach and doing everything we can to help patients lower their long-term risks is really our goal. And I can easily see how e-cigarettes are going to start playing a, role, a greater role in, in that world. Thank you. You're welcome. Practice pointer, use of e-cigarettes, while not approved by the FDA, is becoming more common to help patients for smoking cessation. Consider the pros and cons when discussing this with your patients and take a patient-centered approach in helping them stop smoking. Join us next time while we talk about sleep-disordered breathing in children and the role tonsillectomy plays in its management. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. For more information about the article referenced in today's episode, look under the Resources section of the episode landing page. Need help reaching your CME credit goal this year? If so, please browse the more than 300 free CME accredited activities now available on PrimeMed.com. We want to keep making this podcast better with every episode, so we need your feedback. Tell us what you think by submitting your feedback via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or log into PrimeMed.com and submit your feedback at the bottom of the episode landing page. Thank you again for listening.